Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Try and make this one a quick one today, I think. It is a brand new week and a brand new month. Welcome to Movember. Oh, I'm not are you doing a... that? No. Oh. There, there's nobody to fucking see it this year. I know. <laughs> like, what you could do is you could post the photos from the time that you did do it, and then people wouldn't even know because they don't see you in person anyway. It's true. I, I, it's like Groundhog Day over here. Every day I wake up, I put a different pair of sweatpants on, <laughs> and my mustache grows a little longer. Nobody ever sees it. Fucking weird. Uh, did you have a good Halloween weekend? Your kids looked adorable. Thank you. Yes. You know what I did? I, I want to say it was a normal Halloween, although my kids are so young that this is really just the beginning of us actually doing Halloween type things. My husband and I, we, you know, we've, we've given out candy, but honestly, because we've had little kids, there's been years I shut the lights off and I kind of felt guilty about it, but especially with like a newborn and a dog, like that mix isn't great when people are knocking on the door constantly. So we, for the last couple of years, have actually just shut off everything. Um, but we went out trick-or-treating this year with my oldest and she went with her cousins because we're all in the bubble together and we had a great time. You know, I think that it went so well that I'm not even sure my daughter would even notice that this isn't normal, that some people, that a lot of people had their porch lights off and you couldn't go up to their house. She just knew the rules, right? She knew the rules, uh, like her cousins. It was take a look at the house and we were with them, of course, but take a look at the house. If it looks like the porch lights are on and, and they're welcoming you to their house, you may go up and, and ring the doorbell, or you'll just see someone there handing out candy, which was usually the case is someone was outside handing out candy. And that's basically what it was like. Only about, I would say 40% of houses were giving out candy. If is I had that to right? venture a guess. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. That's because most people were at private gatherings, and so they had left their home to go to someone else's home. I think that's what that was. Nobody was home. I wasn't home either. I was at my girlfriend's house, and I brought a lacrosse stick with me. That was my big pitch to try and physically distance people from the trick-or-treaters, and I used it. It was very, very effective when I answered her door. And it was so cute. I'd like to find out who this kid is. Uh, if, if you're like, I don't know, roughly eight, nine years old, blue all over, uh, blue fur with giant googly eyes and carrying cookies, if that fits the description of you, um, this kid said, he's got a lacrosse stick. That's the smartest idea ever. And I thought, no, you're the smartest kid ever for saying that about me. Thanks, kid. I appreciate that. Cute little cookie monster that costume, is a, too. That is. That's really, um, that's really nice that you just gave to a cause without even knowing about it, really. <laughs> like, that well, could have been, like, can I, can I introduce, introduce you in my LCBO fund? Can I? Oh, it's great. It's for good causes for me. Sure. Absolutely. Great. Fabulous. By the uh, way. So um, I don't know who that kid was, but nice to meet you, pal. You'll be the prime minister someday. Um, th- I'm just watching someone take a piss right now, by the way. What? So I'm very distracted. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, people, you know how you could tell people don't think that people are watching them and then they just do things? So the way that I'm set up here at the, uh, in the podcast studio is I'm facing a sushi restaurant who doesn't realize someone just took a piss out back right by their back door and I watched it all go down. Lovely. I have a video. I'll send it to you, Scott. Could you see anything? Oh, uh, thankfully his back was turned to me, so no. But I thought, is he actually... Is he a little tuna? <laughs> he was just <laughs> he was just like, you could tell he was looking around and pondering. And I thought, what's this guy doing? Is he going to about to look through this little recycling bin? There's a large recycling bin in front of it, too. And I thought, is he just going to go dig through there? Oh, that's all right. Poor fella. Go ahead. No, um, he just he just whipped it out, turned around, took a piss, zipped it up, and left for the bus terminal. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I guess when you got to go, you got to go. Uh, nature calls, I, I suppose, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, happy U.S. Election Eve. Tomorrow's the big day. So let me ask you something, because I know you're obviously heavily into this. Are you watching the the stuff today? Because I know you'll watch the all the preamble, all the stuff that happens tomorrow ahead of the actual results being in. But will you watch anything today? Because I was just reading now that there is election. There are election specials and things happening tonight. Are you oh, that yeah. into it that you'll watch tonight before the election day? I'm curious. Uh, what I really like is because I do watch a lot of news throughout the day. CNN in particular because I'm too cheap to pay for Fox News. So and you can't get that for free here. I've been watching a lot of CNN and it's amazing how quickly the tide has turned. And I'll tell you what I mean. For a while, CNN was just all over Donald Trump. They were trying everything they could to mm-hmm. discredit him. And and you can tell they hate him. And, you know, it's not necessarily unjustified. Trump does attack them just as much as they uh, – well, no, not nearly as much as as they attack him. Sorry, let me clarify. CNN goes after Donald Trump a lot. And occasionally – Trump will go after them. In fact, at a rally in Florida this weekend, the crowd was chanting, CNN sucks, CNN sucks, (laughs) and Trump was loving every second of it. So there's certainly no love lost there between the cable news network and the U.S. president. But it's almost like CNN has realized, yeah, I don't think our polling is right because the feeling here is wrong. And I'm watching these, these guys like Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper and Chris Cuomo And they're basically, they look like they're going to cry. They're basically begging people to go out and vote. If you're not going to vote for Trump, go out and vote tomorrow. Because I think that they're really starting to come to terms with the fact that they may have to do this for four more years. And it's very possible. Um, The election specials tonight, I might watch them, but I'm going to be selective about which ones I watch. The polling is important and the parties have their own internal polls that they don't publish to the public from what i hear it's so so close like razor thin close in some margins you know it's funny because this is probably going to be for the second election in a row that donald trump could win the election without winning the popular vote and that's because record voter turnout in places like New York, places like California. Well, it it doesn't really matter how high the turnout is there because it doesn't matter if every single person in New York or California votes for Joe Biden. It doesn't really have an impact. The way their system works is on the Electoral College. Think of it as a point system. If you win in New York, you can get however many points. And same with California. The thing is, Trump doesn't care. Because he never is going to win New York and a Republican is never going to win California. There's certain states that just go certain ways. It really only matters about certain states, the swing states, if you will. Right. So that's why Trump is what he's doing, like six different campaign events in six different states today. He's in uh, what Ohio. He's in Michigan. He's going to Wisconsin. He's going to North Carolina. Those are all states that vote different ways depending on the candidate or depending on the election. So if you'd already concede, yeah, Trump's not going to win any electoral votes in New York or California, then it really doesn't matter how many people in New York and California vote as far as he's concerned because it doesn't influence the overall result. He needs the points, the electoral college votes 
And that's what's going to make the difference. And when you look at a state like Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania could decide the election tomorrow. If Pennsylvania goes to Donald Trump and Florida goes to Donald Trump, Trump is likely going to win the election. All he needs is what? North Carolina, Wisconsin, stuff like that. I mean, it's really not as big a hill to climb as CNN was making it out to be. I really think that they're going to, when all this is over and they're asking themselves, how can we make people stop giving us death threats every hour? They're going to ask themselves, was it really a mistake to to put all those election polls on TV that showed Joe Biden in the lead? Because what that does is it kind of suppresses the vote. There's a lot of people who think, ah, fuck it. It's going to be cold on Tuesday. Eh, I'm busy. Eh, my kids got dance or football or whatever. I'm not going to go out and vote. It's already over. I mean, Biden's up by 10 points. My vote won't make a difference. But it's that kind of an attitude that makes people think. Oh, Trump is still in this thing. Mm-hmm. And while a lot of the mail-in ballots that have already been sent in are are probably va- uh, favoring Joe Biden, uh, there's quite a few of them in there that favor Donald Trump. And even Biden admits that the majority of people who go to the polls in person tomorrow are probably going to be Trump supporters. So it's very possible Trump could win. Don't be at all surprised if Trump wins tomorrow, everybody. Did it's you, just sort uh, of the way it's, it goes. Did you see Bob Saget's tweets? I did not. I what, what side is Bob on? I don't. I don't know if you follow Bob Saget. Although he doesn't make it clear, I'm sure at a certain point he does. Um, so he tweeted out the initial tweet was, "Hey, I put my ballot directly in a ballot box, which I showed here on Twitter. I did that October 18th. I just called up the county register and found out they have not received my ballot." Double check. You might have to vote in person. I smell a fish. And then he continues on to say that there is no record of his ballot as of right now. So he went to in person uh, to the polling place. They removed any past record. He says, I highly suggest you call to know your ballot was counted. And if not, show up in the flesh. And some people are responding to that saying, that's interesting. That's exactly what happened to me. Mm. That kind of stuff always freaks me out, too. I don't like that. I mean, it's not to say that, like, but why are ballots getting, how would ballots get lost? That's not okay. Like, this should be a secure situation. How does that it just It should happen? be a secure situation. Listen. Either way, you know, I don't care who you're voting for, but make sure your vote, like, your vote's got to count. You know, common sense has kind of gone out the window here. And, and I'll tell you why. When it comes to mail-in voting. From the beginning, when there was talk about doing all this widespread mail-in voting, they send a ballot to every household in America and say, go ahead, cast your vote and drop it in the mail and send it back to us. It became a very political issue because Trump was opposed to it. Joe Biden was in favor of it. So people just thought, oh, well, I mean, if you're a Democrat, you support mail-in voting. If you're a Republican, you're opposed to it. It's really not like that. I mean, to me, this is a common sense issue. Is there a possibility that there could be some fraud there? Yeah, there's absolutely potential that there could be fraud there. And, and you know, it's funny because the way they spin it on the news is, well, there's been no documented evidence of ballot tampering because of this. Well, hold my beer because you're probably about to see a lot of it. As Bob Saget there seems to be implying, Mm -hmm. there's going to be irregularities. There's going to be ballots, people that actually cast a ballot as their constitution guarantees them the right to do. Their ballot is going to get lost. There's going to be people who grab somebody else's ballot out of their mailbox and vote on their behalf. There's going to be people who will cast a ballot and drop it in the mail and then go and vote in person as well. So they get two votes instead of one. And that's totally contrary to the way it's supposed to work. One vote, one person. That's it. Of course there's potential for fraud here. Will it actually happen? Well, I mean, I guess since they're allowing it to happen that – 
we'd like to assume there won't be, but I see this whole thing being real fucked up. And that's part of the reason there's going to be so many court challenges. Uh, Case in point, I got a great one here. I'd love to hear your take on this. There's a 20-year-old voter. She just passed away of cancer. Very sad. Very, very sad story. But here's why this is controversial. The girl passed away at 20 years old. She'd already mailed in her ballot. There's a court petition to have that ballot thrown out because she's dead. And had she voted on Election Day, she would be dead and wouldn't be able to cast a ballot. Wow. Should that vote count from somebody who mailed in their ballot and died before Election Day? Oh, my gosh. Okay. By the way, this can't be the very first time this has happened. It is not. Well, I mean, they don't normally do mail-in voting. Typically, you have to go to the polls. And, I mean, if it's an advance election day, sure, we all have advance election days because there's certain people who just plain can't because of work obligations or daycare or whatever. They can't go to the polls on election day. So there's a couple sanctioned days where you have to go and vote. You have to present yourself, show some identification to prove who you are, mark your X, and it gets counted. Mail-in, we have no idea who's casting these ballots. We have no idea. In this case... The 20-year-old, who's been fighting bone cancer for more than a decade, spent the last midterm election in the hospital, and she was determined to vote. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. She's from Wisconsin, by the way, if you want to look this up. She died on Monday, but on Saturday, when she could still talk, she was telling the nurses and doctors, I voted. Should that vote count? Yeah, I think it should. Absolutely. If you have the eligibility to vote and you vote, whatever, it doesn't matter if the election day is happening that day or not. You, you absolutely should. Because it's, we don't always just vote for ourselves. You know, all of us, we don't vote for ourselves. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about what's going to happen. What, what are the, what's the aftermath of me doing this? How is it going to affect other people? So it's not all about me when I cast my ballot anyway. It's about the life of my kids. It's about the life of people around me and, and those situations. I don't just base it on myself. Her vote wasn't necessarily just based on herself. It was based on her life, her experiences, and her vote should most definitely be heard because it affects everybody around her, and that's what she was basing her vote on. There was an interesting uh, analogy used on SNL this weekend. I think it was John Mulaney himself that did it in his opening monologue. He was talking about a similar situation. Uh, I think he was talking about the very, very elderly voters when he said, hey, listen, you don't have the right to, to order for the table and then check out of the restaurant before the food comes. <laughs> it, it, he was basically saying that, no, if, if you're going to vote, you vote on Election Day. And if you don't make it to Election Day, you don't get a vote. You think that vote should count? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't really have uh, And to... there's going to be people who agree with you and people that disagree with you, 100%. I don't believe these polls. I, I saw some polling that shows uh, in a couple of those swing states, it's going to be a lot closer than what the polls indicate. Even Biden knows it's closer than he thinks. If he thought he really had a 10-point lead, do you really think at 77 years old, he'd be visiting five states in one day? Mm-hmm. No fucking way. No. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to be out there in the cold. He probably gets a fucking chill when he goes to the bathroom in the middle of the night. There's no way he wants to be out there doing this. He's out there barnstorming right now because he knows how close this is. And then that leads to the speculation. Maybe America should just set itself on fire and save everybody the trouble because there's a lot of people fully expecting civil unrest, riots in the street. Come Wednesday, 
Thursday. It might not even be this week. It might be when the first court challenge happens against ballots. It may be when they declare a victor, if they even can, anytime soon. But there's a lot of people who think there's going to be riots in the street. I don't really know if it's going to come to that. Uh, I think there's going to be people that are mad, and I'm just waiting to see which asshole celebrity is going to be the first one to say, that's it, I'm moving to Canada. Because they all did it last time after the election, and none of them actually did it. Where are those votes? Where are those tweets? I'm sure they're coming, right? You know they're going to come. Oh, for sure they're going to come. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's we're No, you know what it is? We're going to see it all. (laughs) We're going to see everything. At, at, At whatever scenario, we'll see it all. And I think we're expecting that, right? I guess so. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens. Either way, I'll be watching this pretty extensively all day tomorrow, Wednesday, right through until we have a winner. And I'm very curious to see if there's actually going to be an opportunity for me to go to the inauguration, whether it's Donald Trump again or whether it's Joe Biden. I love going to inaugurations. Mm -hmm. I think that's an amazing thing to witness the peaceful transfer of power. Similar to how we do it here in Canada. However, uh, the border's closed, and I really, really want to go. So I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to have a formal inauguration, because we're also in the middle of a pandemic, and they're getting between seventy and 100,000 cases a day down there. Actually, you never know. We could have a vaccine. They say this week Pfizer's going to announce the results of their, their studies and tell us whether or not we actually have a safe, proven, effective vaccine. This is the two-shot one. You know what's worse than having to get a shot is having to get two shots. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that could be worse. Sure. Yeah, fuck. Uh, daylight savings. New poll is out. Only 7% of people think that we should continue to move the clocks forward in the spring and back in the fall. Do you care if we get off daylight savings time and just stay on standard time all the time? Um, well, okay. So someone brought up a great point to this. Um, yeah, I want to stay on one. I want to stay on one. Let's go on one and stay there. And I mentioned, let's just, let's do it before we have to spring forward. But the truth is, doesn't that mean that we will have less light if we do that? So I'd rather spring forward and stay there. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I've never really given it a ton of thought, but as I understand it, daylight savings gives us more light later in the day. Standard time gives us more light in the morning. For example, today, uh, normally it's not light out until about quarter to 8 a.m. around this time. Mm -hmm. This morning, it was around quarter to 7. Yeah. Okay, but it's going to get darker a little bit earlier tonight. That's just because it's standard time that we're on. I like standard time. I I don't really care one way or the other if we keep changing the clocks or stop changing the clocks. But one thing we do need to do, we got to get everybody on the same page here. We can't have Ontario, which is close, by the way. The legislation has been proposed. I think it's ready to go to third reading at Queen's Park. We can't have us staying on standard time while everyone around us, like Quebec, Michigan, New York State, Pennsylvania, places that we go to are moving to daylight savings time. It just doesn't work. Imagine if you live in Windsor, but work in Michigan, like so many people do. Or if you live in Niagara Falls, but work in Niagara Falls, New York, or in Buffalo. But there are other parts of the the world who do have that, who do cross the border and you're on a different time zone. That's just how it works. Or you're on a whatever. You're on a trip and you are in a different time zone. Some people do do that and they manage. Okay, but I mean, eventually a line has to be drawn somewhere, but the line should actually be a straight line, not cut out in the shape of Ontario. I don't think. I think that they'd be down for staying there, too. I mean, who wouldn't? 
Who wouldn't? I would like to see everybody get on the same page and let's just all go in the same direction. We've all got a row the same way. Otherwise, it's going to get all fucked up. Can you imagine if you live in Niagara Falls and you normally start work at 9 a.m.? Well, work's actually at 8 a.m. because as soon as you get across the bridge, it's an hour earlier because they've switched to daylight savings. Then you get home an hour later. It's kind of messed up. It would be very hard to keep track of. Your phone would be going nuts trying to figure out what time it is. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not wrong. I feel like everyone will get on the same page eventually. I just wish that it would happen sooner than later. But there's other stuff going on. So okay. I understand. Well, this is a problem. And, and since we're having an election now anyway, and inevitably Canada will soon too, one of the things I'd really like to see from our world leaders is a conscious effort to deal with more things that actually affect people. Politicians like to stay away from shit like that. Like, oh, fuck it. No, we don't want to discuss time. No, it's not our place. Well, then whose place is it? Like, who's going to sit down and, and, and finally hash out the details? When is our parliament going to vote on whether or not Halloween should continue to be on the 31st of October or if it should be on the last Saturday of October? It was great this year. I think a lot of people enjoyed the fact that Halloween was on a Saturday. And had it not been a pandemic, it would have been a huge party night. People would have been going out for meals, maybe going to clubs, house parties, not in a pandemic. All that would have happened. Great. Kids would have been able to trick or treat for longer. They could have had more time to put their costumes on. Parents weren't at work until five and then had to race home to get their kids into a costume and stuff a fucking granola bar in their mouth and say, get out, go. <laughs> like, But I mean, parents do that. It's a right. very stressful day right. when it happens on a weekday. Yes. Yes. No right. pressure, no stress at all on a Saturday. It makes yeah. sense to keep doing it that way. Yeah, exactly. Even and you know what? You make a good point there too because I would have said even on a Friday, but you 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 nailed the point of it's still stressful when the kids are coming from school. You're trying to get them ready, trying to get them all dressed in costume, no time to make a dinner. Saturday. Saturday's where it's at. I wouldn't even mind a Sunday. I'd be okay with a Sunday because it's not even about being up late because I don't even necessarily think Halloween needs, like, should be that you stay up late. You don't need to. It's nice when you're an adult and you have parties to go to, but I think that the parties could always be for the Saturday night and then you do the trick-or-treating with the kids and they're in bed at a relatively decent hour on the Sunday. Why not? Sure. I'm here for it. But we don't have politicians that discuss things that actually matter to people. That's one that they can discuss. The time change. Moving Halloween to the last Saturday of October. And if we vote against it, we vote against it. Fine. But we should at least have a discussion about it. When are we going to have a discussion about the four-day work week? How much more that would do for all of our mental health and how much more it would do for the poor who are stuck in part-time jobs that can really only get weekend hours, for example. Mm -hmm. There's so many benefits to a four-day work week. Let's have the conversation about shit that actually matters to people. Let's have a conversation about traffic. It is remarkable that there isn't a single hour of the day between, say, about 6 a.m., and 9 p.m. in Toronto where you don't encounter traffic, like bumper to bumper or at least stop and go sure. on the major highways. When are we going to have a salute or have a discussion about possible solutions to that? Because <laughs> it seems like nobody cares. The government keeps forking over billions of dollars to get roads resurfaced and potholes fixed. Uh, we could avoid a lot of that if we just built them right in the first place. There's that. But right. maybe we need to have a conversation about staggering the workday formally. Well, I hey, think- listen, not everybody can have a nine to five job. 
I think that if anything, COVID has taught us how lovely it is, if you are one of the ones out on the road, how lovely it is to not have to be around so many other vehicles. Maybe traffic traffic's gotten a little bit lighter for you. And that's really set off the light bulb, I think, for a lot of people. I'm curious what that would do for environment, for a lot of other reasons, right? Well, listen, I mean, simple, basic example. Malls don't open until 1 p.m. or 12 p.m. No malls open until 12 p.m. There are thousands of people that are on the roads first thing in the morning contributing to the gridlock. They don't need to be. Let's open the malls at noon and we'll close them at, say, 10 p.m. Let's get out of this regular model of now, nine. I mean, or- I'm not down for that at all. I don't like that at all. One, But if you think of it, think of how many people have that nine to five job or that 10 to six job or 11 to seven or whatever it is. If you staggered it and gave them an opportunity to get that shopping or those errands done in an off-peak hour, maybe we need more 24-hour stuff. Maybe the solution is is just to make everything open 24 hours. Wouldn't that be convenient? And open up the goddamn well, pizza is, restaurants in the morning, no, please. I, I, that, that for sure, I second. But no, I don't think it has anything to do with that, Scott. I don't think it has to do with the day-to-day picking shit up. Everybody does stuff on Amazon, don't they? Everybody does stuff online. I mean, I sat on my couch this weekend and I bought a bunch of Christmas ornaments and shit. I only stepped foot in one store because I realized I can buy all this shit online and I can find it at a better price. And that's usually what I've been doing. I think more people are opting for that. Less people are going out physically to get their day-to-day errands done. I really don't think that is a factor. Grocery, maybe, if more people would be more interested in that. But grocery stores are also open at all hours. There's a lot of them that are 24 hours. I'm not sure it's that, honestly. I think I don't think it's as much of the retail that we need to look at than the office stuff. It's the office. That's a big problem, too? That's the one. I don't think it's retail at all. I don't Friend think of- it's people out and about for retail. I think that this is the main area of focus should be on What's your office hours? Why are your office hours those? Can you adjust those? Still make your phone calls at the times that you want to. It doesn't mean you've got to call people at 6 o'clock at night or make your meetings at you know 5 o'clock p.m. when nobody wants to have meetings. It just means adjust your shit so that you can stagger in the office. I think it really is offices at the end of the day. It's not the retail locations. A friend of mine works for a company that is based out of... <sighs> Is it Australia or New Zealand? I can't remember. In any case, they work for a company that is headquartered over there. Their work hours here are completely backwards of what most people work, and they love it. Because most of their their day is dealing with their head office back in, say, Australia, they're open those hours as an office, and there's nothing wrong with it. This guy loves it because there's no traffic when he goes to work. All the restaurants are open, so when he wants to go out for lunch, he can actually get a dinner menu instead of a shitty little pared-down lunch menu. All those things happen, and they could happen. If we just had a discussion about these sort of things, I think it's definitely one worth having. But for whatever reason, we get caught up in all the shit that our politicians like to discuss. And none of it really has that huge an impact on our day to day lives. Know what I mean? Maybe we should make it a criminal offense to steal somebody's recycling bin. Because if I find the fucker that stole my recycling bin last time, I I would like charges to be uh, filed. Yep. Stop stealing other people's recycling bins, you son of a bitch. Yes. I almost had to spend $300 this weekend on a Nest doorbell cam just so I can keep an eye on my blue bin. (laughs) I strongly suggest one of those.
Yeah, I know they're great. You've got the cameras now and you've got the doorbell. I've only got the cameras, but yeah, I think I might do an investment in that. Uh, oh, we're getting a little low on time here. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up for today, but we still do have the replay from Missed Connections earlier this morning on our FM radio show coming up. Want to let you know that uh, tomorrow we'll have another new After 9, uh, more U.S. election stuff, because I think after today we'll have a much clearer idea of what's going to go down tomorrow. And all the other bullshit we can scrape together for a Tuesday. You know that's what we're here for. Here, Just here. a maximum amount of time wasting. I love you. it. I love the bullshit. It's my favorite part. Uh, here you go, guys. Here's your misconnections. Every Monday at 745, Kat and I like to bring you the best of the web. It's actually also the worst of the web. It's missed connections. There's so many people that saw somebody and thought, Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Mm. You make but, it extra creepy. I know. They didn't get that contact information, so they had to tell the story online, hoping the other person would see it and contact them. This first one is called, I saw you gawking at me, man for woman. I caught you stalking me yesterday at Walmart. I'm half black, half Asian, super good looking and exotic. Who describes themselves that way? <laughs> I get that a lot. I'm in my early 40s. I was doing some rush errands, but would have loved to strike a conversation if it was another day. I'm great at casual convo, and I love chatting with good-looking people. Based on your body type, you eat well and stay in shape like me. That's good. I know you are keeping an eye on me in the health food area. You had a streak of blue hair. I don't usually go for that, but I'm down for different things during these times. I am free today. Let me know if you want my package. Yours for the taking. Whoa! Yeah, this is uh, this, this one's something else, eh? You know, when you, take, else. When, when you take the ego and you dial it up to a 10 and start typing things on the internet, that's where that came from. I'm pretty attractive. I don't usually go for, for someone with a blue streak in their hair, but meh, whatever, it's COVID, I'll try it. I'm really, really good looking. Noticed you gawking at me. Oh, really? Any chance that maybe you were just too close or not wearing a mask or something that causes people to stare these days? Any possibility that you misunderstood that? My home smells of rich mahogany and I have many leather band books. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. Right? Exactly. This next one is called BK. I was the tongue-tied loser. Man for woman. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I went to Burger King and I ordered usual stuff. But when I pulled up to the window, I did not expect a hottie like you. I was so distracted by your looks, I lost all control of my mouth. Before I left, I asked you for some packages of honey mustard. Only I did not say that. I asked for passages of mustard honey. <laughs> And then I was so shocked at my own dumbness. I did it again. Passages of mustard honey. I laughed a little <laughs> and said, sorry, can I have some packages of mustard? Packages, passages of mustard. <laughs> I love how he's typed out every mistake he made. <laughs> I looked up. I slammed my hand down on the window till and said, Pack 
packages of honey mustard. <laughs> Very loudly. This pretty lady looked scared and also looked at me like I had three heads and a gun. <laughs> she placed a handful of honey mustard in my bag and handed it to me, manually shut the drive through door without ever taking her eyes off me. My horrified, horrified self feels bad about this. Yeah. I've been thinking about it every day since. Uh-huh. Hey, listen, we've all done something stupid and had to relive it. Give this guy full credit for actually typing it all out. That's amazing. <laughs> Passages of mustard honey. Passages of mustard honey. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.